<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, Caviar Dreamers. I'm Margaret Josephs. And I'm Lexi Buputo. And every week we are bringing you entrepreneur real stories from leaders, disruptors, change makers, and risk takers. We may not be serious, but we seriously mean business. I love nothing more than brains and beauty in a blonde bombshell. I know. We got on the Whitney Wild Rose today. You guys know her as the housewife from Salt Lake City, but I, we, I know her as an amazing, smart, blonde entrepreneur. I mean, blondes don't get enough credit because She's sexy, she's beautiful, and she is super smart. And I know her on a personal level, and she has created now three amazing businesses. And that's why we're having her on. You know, we're not a gossip podcast, people. I mean, we like to gossip, but that's not what we're about. And we'd like to support our fellow sisterhood of the Bravo. Exactly. And I love when someone creates a business that takes off and that means something to them. Yes. Yeah. All of her businesses are very authentic and true to who she is, which is so important. It's the key to a successful business. Exactly. And she's had some setbacks. Her husband publicly lost his job because she was on the show. Yeah. She's shared some very vulnerable information about her real life, which I think a lot of people forget when they watch reality TV, that this is people's real life experience that you are watching. Exactly. And she's had some social backlash from it, which is upsetting. She faced some abuse and people were very hurtful about it. But from that horrible experience came a new business, Prism, which is jewelry with intention. When you guys see it, it's prismofficial.co, which it is actually beautiful. When I saw it, it is stunning. I can't wait to wear a few pieces. It's just absolutely beautiful. And I want her to tell us all about it. But truthfully, I want to talk to her about people think you go on housewives, all of a sudden you get a business and it blows up. Mm -hmm. Everybody thinks they're going to be the next Bethany Frankel. Mm -hmm. That's just not the way it is. Obviously, everybody references Bethany Frankel because there's one fucking Bethany Frankel. Well, the funny thing is, there's probably been, how many housewives do you think there's been now? Like 130, 120, 130 housewives? Well, I was housewife 101. You were. I should have been a housewife 100, and that was Peggy Sulahan. Who? I know. So I was housewife 101. So you figured there had to be at least, there's other franchises after me, maybe 130. Yeah. 130, 135. You can't think of as many successful businesses as you can housewives. So it proves you have to really be a hard worker and be in it to win it and put your all into it to have a business that outlasts the platform. 
Exactly. And I had a business before I came on the platform. We're not talking about me today, people. But I'm just saying I came on the show with a business. And also it's hard to hyper-focus on your business when you are on the show because that, that is a job as well. And it could take you away. So you have to have an amazing team in place. Hence, I have amazing Lexi and, mm-hmm. and other other people who are on the team. We had Lisa. But you also value your team. I, I value think. my team. That's I can't a, live without my team. No, that's like a big deal. I think a lot of people, I think people think that running a business is like, okay, I'm going to like set this thing up and then I'm going to hand it over. Like, there's no handing it over. There's no handing it over. So I'm interested to hear what Whitney has to say because she had to buy out her business partner. She is Wild Rose Beauty. And now she has the jewelry company. She has a podcast. And this, and she has to do all of this while having kids, being on Housewives. Her husband lost his job. And you know what? It's not an easy task. So I'm interested, I'm interested to hear the advice she has to give. She's on a show with, you know, some tough women like myself. She's dealt with some public scrutiny. So I just want to hear from from someone else what it's like. And I think she's going to give us some great advice because she's given me some great advice before when we have been together at BravoCon. We've shared makeup artists. We share hairdressers when she's in town. And I really enjoy her. Yes. She is. She's a warm, kind, good soul. And it radiates from the first moment you meet her. Yes. Don't underestimate the, the wild rose. Okay. So let's get her on. Mm-hmm. Hi. Hi, Wit. Thank you so much for having me. This is an honor. Oh, you're so, uh, we're so happy. We're so happy. Because- One of the Bravo sisterhood, a fellow blonde business beauty. Yes, exactly. Because I'm so, I'm excited because listen, you had a company before you even got on Housewives. And I, and, and I admire that because I had a business before I got on Housewives. And we like to feature entrepreneurs and hustlers and, Sometimes, you know, I would get a backlash. Oh, you work, you do this, you have to work and everything else. And, you, you know, so you had Whitney Wildrose Beauty and I know you just launched Prism, your jewelry company. But first, I want to I want to start from the beginning a little bit, if that's OK. Yeah, of course. When you had your business and then you were coming on to a TV show to Housewives, were you like, oh, my God, this is going to be great for my business. It's an opportunity. No, it absolutely was my biggest motivator. Hands down, I wanted what Bethany Frankel had. I mean, I wa- I was a Housewife fan. I watched New Jersey, New York, Atlanta, all the cities. And seeing what you and people like Bethany and other Housewives created with their brands, that was my driving force. Because I had, at the time, it was called Iris and Bow, my skincare company. It was two years under development. So I'd been developing the brand and just started selling when I had the opportunity to join Housewives. I had the product. I had the people. I just needed the platform. So it was like God sent for me. Exactly. So now you get on Housewives and it does take you away a little bit from your business. So was it very hard to juggle having your business and trying to grow your business and be on the show? Absolutely. It was a major learning curve when it comes to time management and prioritizing and delegating. I was a startup. When I start season one, I had a business partner. Um, I bought him out after season one. So season one, I was able to delegate to him. But season two, I had to build out a team. And that in and of itself was really hard. It was really stressful. I had some major wins and I had some major losses when it came to 
finding the right people that understood my vision, my work ethic. And yeah, it was hard. In a lot of ways, you have this momentum from the show with like organic traffic to your website. However, if you don't have the time to capture that, if you don't have the systems and processes in place, you miss out on all of it. And so that is something that I try to work on. No, I think that I think is a very hard, hard thing. I think people don't realize because people think it's an automatic win because you're a public figure, but you don't have time always to just focus on everything. So it is a win. It's an amazing platform. Very, very grateful because no one could beat that kind of marketing, but it's also very hard because you're under public scrutiny that people like, oh, a housewife with another brand, you know, people you know, have some negative commentary. And also we talk about it all the time. Building out your team suddenly becomes so much harder because you have to look for people that have a genuine interest in your business and are not necessarily looking for, you know, that moment in the spotlight. Also not compromising, you know, private information from behind the scenes. So it does add an extra level that I think people don't realize. Yes. How did, how did you handle yeah. that building out your team? Yeah. So just to the team aspect, I've definitely hired fans on accident before. That's been something that I've had to really learn not to do because no one works on your brand like you will. Like no one is me. No one has the passion and the vision like I do. So it's, it's really important to find people for me that are self-starters. I've learned I hate managing people. I hate it. So for me, I like to work with people who are hardworking and have that like the self-starting, like they will just find a way to get it done and only ask the important questions. And when I say that, it it's like, seems obvious, but it's not. Yes. I don't know oh, if you've experienced I, I get that, exactly what you're saying. I mean, I've gone through so many assistants because I'm like, I end up doing twice the work because it's so hard to train someone how to work like I do. So when building out the team, I just really pay attention to people when I'm talking to them. You can tell when you're talking to someone, like the questions they ask, what they're interested in knowing about your business, about your vision. And I've started to pick up little indicators that way. That fan aspect is so tricky now, especially I'm only three seasons in and it's already become a thing. And I don't know, I think that it's really important to when you're interviewing people talk about their experience. I like to give real examples from my business of some of my pain points and see how they would um, handle it or what they would suggest doing. And then that tells me a lot about their work ethic and their creative mind or what type of people they are. Oh, I feel a real kinship with you on the leadership. I think it's funny. A lot of people think strong women in business are immediately good leaders. And I find that's the most challenging part of any of my job is delegating, relinquishing control and leading in the right way. It's true. I like to relinquish control to Lexi (laughs) 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 because I trust her implicitly, but then she's stuck with it all. And and then she's like, now what the Uh, fuck am I going to do? I uh, think that's what issues. Now, now tell me, now you still have Wild Rose Beauty. You had to, you had to buy out your partner. So you're still growing that brand. When I started season one, it was Iris and Bo. Yes, um, I and know you changed I, it. Yeah, we changed it to Alderman's Beauty. It's doing extremely well. It's not going anywhere. In fact, we're adding 
three to four products this year. And yeah, just so many amazing things coming with that. But Prism happened. This last year was an exciting year. Wild Rose Beauty took off. We, you know, from Housewives, my husband lost his job. Yes. And so that really forced me to step up and take my business to the next level. And I did that with Wild Rose Beauty. I hustled. I put my head down and redirected my focus to my business instead of complaining about and the unknown and the fear of what's going to happen to our future. Like, what does this mean? I was dealing a lot with my personal life, as you know, working through yes, childhood abuse and relearning how to like trust people, trust the world. So I just put my head down and went to work with Waldo's Beauty and it has paid off. But Prism just came out of nowhere. It's insane. I don't know if you had these moments, Margaret, where on the show, you do things, you say things, you share things that maybe were really painful and embarrassing and you got a lot of public hate for it. Yes. Oh, but there was that is, yes. I mean, I shared sexual harassment and I was basically called a slut and I, that I asked for it. Yes. It's been very painful and upsetting. Yeah. I remember when that happened to you, I was screaming at the TV. I'm like, that is not her fault. Yes. I feel your pain. It is. It's very upsetting and it's very hurtful when people don't receive the information correctly. It's very upsetting when you're vulnerable and you reveal things and then people throw it in your face. It's horrific. It's really hard. But so I sat there all last year thinking, was that too much? Should I have not filmed? Should I have not shared? Should I have just taken a break and worked on myself? And I just beat myself up for it. And one day I got a call from a woman who is well-respected, super successful here in Utah. She called and said, hey, there's this brand that wants to work with you at a high level. Will you take a call with them? And at the time I was thinking, oh, they want to just pay me to post, but I'll see, you know, how much money's in this. We'll check it out. So I get on the Zoom call. They walk me through their pitch deck. It's Prism. It's Intentional Jewelry. The company's mission is spiritual wellness, healing from trauma, teaching spirituality, and really helping primarily women grow through trauma and develop their own spirituality. The idea is that you adorn your body and you vibe higher. And it just reminds you throughout the day, your worth, whatever you're working on. So I am sitting through this pitch. At the time, I was I was really sick and I was just sitting, like I had a head cold. I was like sniffling and I'm just sitting there like kind of numb. And usually I... I'm so in tune that I know right away or I like yes or no, but I was numb. They, so they walked me through the pitch deck. They had three ways to work with me. And they said, hey, we'd really love for you to be our business partner on this. That's and amazing. I'm like, well, I just met you. Yeah, I know. Of course. Was, you have to go through like, it. Uh-huh. Crazy. I like remind me of your last names. Like <laughs> these two women in Canada. One of them is an energy healer and one comes from a background of jewelry. Her family owns jewelry companies in Canada. So I just sat with it over the weekend and I told Justin, I said, I feel like this is the craziest, riskiest thing. I'm going to do my due diligence. I looked up the women, their businesses. They sent all their, you know, financials, all that thing, all of those things over. And I was just like, I think I'm going to do this because this is me and this is my journey. And this is why I shared what I've been through. It's touching people and it opened up this door to now create another avenue to help people and to have victims come like teach people it's okay. Like I really, I'm really excited about what this is going to do for women and other people who have gone through stuff. Because if you're living and breathing, you've experienced trauma. 
in some way. Absolutely. And I think obviously you touched these yeah. women and that they reached out to you. This this was meant to happen, that you shared this story and that this journey, and it is intentional jewelry. I It happens it's to be beautiful. absolutely beautiful because so many people will, you know, have a jewelry line, do something. I mean, I was in licensing. We had a fun like costume cocktail jewelry line, but listen, it was just fun costume cocktail jewelry line. This is beautiful jewelry with intention yeah. that's meaningful and, and comes from the heart. So where is Prism Jewelry now? Is- yeah, so we did our, right now, we have pre-launched our website. It's, it's Prism beautiful. Official. The website is stunning. Thank you. And we launch officially on January 24th during Sundance Film Festival. We're doing a two-day event. Oh, great. Um, we're bringing in a bunch of influencers and celebrities and doing some activations, and that will be the official launch. But we have a PR box coming to both of you. Oh, you know, thank you. We're so excited. I was really blown away by it. Because it is. It's so beautiful and sophisticated. And it really, it's it's fabulous. Is Justin working with you on any of your businesses? Justin is not. He's still sitting out a year non-compete, which is a- Not the worst gig. Today, not the worst gig. No, it was scary at first, but that year flew by. I mean, March is just right around the corner. I think he told me today- it's 56 days away. Not that anyone's counting. <laughs> no, I know, I know. <laughs> He's been staying at home and helping out with the kids and things around the house. And honestly, we didn't realize how much we needed that balance back in our home of becoming a team again, because with Housewives and with me, because I, I launched a podcast this last year too. So I've been pulled, Housewives, Wild Earth Beauty, the podcast, Prism, I've been pulled in so many directions that the kids really needed a stable person. Like in our nanny moved away. So it was just like this crazy rebalance of the family. And Justin got to spend time with the kids at one of the cr- most critical ages. They're 12 and nine. And it has been a beautiful thing for our family. No, that is, you know, sometimes, you know, yeah. things happen for a reason yeah. and you and you don't know why, but it turns out to be the best thing that happens for your family. Yeah, you don't always get what you want. You sometimes get what you need. And it's so crazy because when we lost his income, which he makes a lot more money than I do, it was scary because we knew we'd be fine. I I have income coming in, but we've built this length that we're living at a certain level. Of course, of course. It was kind of scary. But what was surreal is once I just really started praying and meditating and manifesting, so many opportunities came flying through the door. Like I got asked to do Ultimate Girls Trip. Which was so good. I can't wait to watch. Yeah, and Prism and the podcast came about Wild Rose Podcast. So it's just crazy how when you really open yourself up to whatever you believe your higher power to be, and this is Prism's mission and vision. It's like when you connect to your God, your higher power, whatever you believe that to be, when you stay connected, grounded, and remain open and you you ask to receive, you will be given blessings and gifts and it will happen for you. So many other women who I've had on the podcast yes. who, who I admire have said these things. Kim Douglas yeah. have, had also said this. I don't know if you know who that is. If you if you follow her and look her up, she's, she's, she's absolutely fabulous. amazing. A lot of us go away from our spirituality and because we're public figures and I think people take us as vapid and flaky and, you know, people say those yeah. things about us, which is unfortunate because we're not yeah. those things. We are real people. And I think it is important to be grounded and, and spiritual 
Yes. And, and realize what's important. Well, I think it also comes with like the industries also that we're in. I feel like self-care and spirituality go hand in hand, but not always being glamorous and beautiful. That can have like negative connotations, which to me is ridiculous because taking care of yourself, looking good, showing up for life is respecting your higher power, respecting your life. It's respecting you. You feel good. You bring a good energy. So I think the two get confused a lot. Yes, I agree. And I think women like yourself who are drop dead gorgeous, and I mean that from the heart, and you're very beautiful. You're a sexual woman. I think get backlash. How did did you deal with that? It's so hard to not change who you are. It's so hard to take criticism. I mean, anytime you open your phone, you're getting it right. Like social media, it's everywhere. And it was really hard for me to learn because it's the muscle. Learning to not care what people think is like a muscle and you have to build it to the point where it becomes muscle memory and you still have to train it. But that was very hard for me to do because I cared a lot about what people think. I grew up as a Mormon, like little girl. The community here in Utah cares so much about what everyone thinks that's keeping up the Joneses. And honestly, it is that spirituality piece for me. Like with Prism, our goal is to change the what spirituality looks like because you can be glammed out. It doesn't have to be Birkenstocks and tree hugging. It's like you can be glam. You can be beautiful. You can be successful. You can be a boss babe. You can wear Birkenstocks. You can be in the Peace Corps. It's not about that. It's about connecting to your higher power. And when you really understand where your worth comes from, and only you can give that to yourself. Like, I can't give that to you, Margaret. You can't give it to me. We have to give it to ourselves. And we have all these people, these strangers trying to take it away from you. And what I really learned is like, I put up a mental mirror in my head where I just mirror it back to them because they're trying to take from me what they don't have. It's true. And so I'm just showing them like, hey, you can. So I I mentally, when I'm getting a lot of heat, I will do a meditation. It's called return to sender. Just take a deep breath and I always breathe it off and return all the negativity back to the sender. Not about me. My higher power loves me and I love myself. And I'm going to continue to work on that. And I think loving yourself is the hardest part. You have such a good attitude. That's amazing. I'm just thinking like, you know, Jersey's about to start. We better get that mirror ready. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you Listen, know, it's the it time is, when it like. I think it's very hard being a public figure, having a business, being on a reality show, opened up to public scrutiny. Listen, Lexi and I have had a business a very long time. Mm-hmm. And the truth is you're around like-minded people, right? We're ra- we always surround ourselves like-minded people. As soon as you put yourself out in the public eye, you're around everyone and yeah. you have to hear the noise from everyone and everyone's not like-minded and you have to hear opinions no. from people who aren't like us or who don't think like you. I mean, your friends are like you, right? You hang out with people who are like you and your belief system. That's why they're your friends, right? Or like you can have difference of opinion and stuff, but in general, you're not going to- core values are usually aligned. Yes. That's a good way to put it. Your core values. I, you know, you're not going to hang out with the assholes. That's what I was <laughs> So well, it's, it's it, interesting. That's the hard Did part. Did you find it is so hard? And I don't know about you, but I found that as I've gone through the becoming a public figure and expanding personally and professionally and growing my businesses, my 
core circle of friends has shrunk. Yes. It's at this point, it's quality over quantity. And it's been interesting to see that get it like weeding out people that no longer align with me. And trust me, it took me a long time to get where I am. There have been moments where I have been in the fetal position, just aching from pain of like people's opinions about me. I've been on the phone with my Bravo rep, my therapist, everyone just saying, help me get through this. What am I going to do? But in those moments, I realized I can't do this. Like I can't waste half of my day in the fetal position, freaking out because people are hating me online right now. Like that's wasting my time. No, exactly. Yeah. So it just took me a while to realize that like, I only do that to myself. I only allow myself to go there. It's not really everyone else. I saw something super interesting yesterday on Instagram. Lizzo had put out a post basically saying, if you had to pay to comment, what would people really say? And I think that's the problem. Like, we're just bombarded with people's opinions because they don't see you in person. They don't have to physically get a response from you. It's such, people are so flippant with that unkind comments. If they, if they were charged to comment, they would really keep those opinions to themselves. You know, it's like we've become a society that just says whatever they think when they want with no repercussions, but there are real repercussions because behind public figures are real people. That's why I always find it because, and you take your business very seriously and we take our business very seriously. You know, I'm very, very sensitive of just things that could hurt my business and things like that because people don't take it seriously. No. They'll say it's another housewife brand or it's these things. And and that always really will irk me because I'm like, I'm in business 20 years before I got on the show. You know, like yourself, we're taking this seriously. Housewives follows our real life, right? And that's, and it's authentic. We're not creating something just for the show. We're creating it for the rest of our life. We believe in it, whatever, you know, whatever that may be. We just create a mocktail line. I don't drink. Lexi does drink. It could be used as a mixer. It's very authentic to me. You know, I always try and tell, you know, other women on the show, other franchises, you know, they want to come up with a product. It's not a, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Mm -hmm. And so of course I get offended when I'm like lumped in with all of these other things. And, and I've seen, and I'm sure you've seen the fly by night products come by or, or someone's doing it or what advice do you give to other, other housewives? Do, do they ever ask you for advice? I feel like I'm so new still to the housewife community, but I was talking with another Bravo celebrity who wants to start a brand. And I just said, you have to know what your story is and believe in that because it's who you are. And so I, I feel like if you can marry your passion with the hard work, then you will win. But it's consistency day in and day out. You have to find the things that are working and stay consistent in those. And you have to like something I've learned is just because I think it's going to be a great idea. It doesn't always translate. No. Mm-hmm. Or it does doesn't not. convert. Does not. It doesn't convert cells. So you have to be willing to say, okay, that didn't work. It wasn't a loss because you always learn something, but like you have to be willing to pivot, be able to pivot, but consistency. And you have to understand that just because you have hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram doesn't mean you're going to convert that to sales. You still have to figure out 
who your target audience is. You because it's not just always the Bravo viewers. No. If you're building a true brand, it's not the fans. It's not just the fans. I should say you're absolutely right. There's we have great supporters, but it, it has to be outside of the Bravo sphere. Yeah, I mean, if you want to build a lasting brand, which I think that's what you know we are all doing here. So I I really have to like kind of think outside of. The Bravo fans that I love, they're so supportive and they do buy my products. But if that Bravo could go away at any time, Housewives could be taken away at any time. So I need a brand that when all of that's gone, I still have my customer base. And that's the biggest thing is you have to know your target audience, what you're selling, why you're selling it. And it's like consistency and just know that it is not going to be easy. I know. I believe me, we live it. Yes, I said we were, we were up all last night. Lexi and I were both awake last night. All night. Like you just, the anxiety doesn't go away between that and kids. It's like not normal. I don't know how anyone sleeps. What would Whitney tell your younger self? I would tell my younger self to start creating successful habits. I like that. Like, Start living like you already own a business. So back when I was working a corporate job, I wish I would have already started some of the lifestyle changes and habits that I've made to become successful, like reading, meditating, working out, time blocking, things like that, that I wish I would have done a lot sooner because I think that I could have launched this brand a long time ago if I was disciplined enough. Well, you know what I always say? Timing's everything, right? It's just like, Everything happens for a reason. And this jewelry line is going to help so many people and and do it fabulous. I know it's going to be super, super successful. I felt connected to it, obviously. That's why I chose to do it. But until Prism came about, then I really saw that it was necessary for me to share my childhood abuse and how traumatizing that was and how living it out through my adult years, like, you know, we didn't really get to see much of that on the show, but it's been, it's been a lot of work. 2022, I'm so glad it's in the rear view mirror. Yes. Yes. Listen, the people who know read between the lines. Do you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I could read between the lines. Obviously the women who are working with you with Prism, people who've been in that situation know. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was amazing too. Cause I mean, I got DMs and you know, people reaching out, especially at BravoCon, a lot of women coming up to me and sharing their stories. But it wasn't until my business partners said to me, because you shared, because of who you are, because of your story, this is why we want to work with you. And that was my first time that I was like, oh, like that wasn't all for nothing. And people aren't disgusted by me. People are proud of me. no. It was a weird, you know, Salt Lake City. I know we're not really talking about that, but like the dynamics of my friends and of our of your city cast. and I get it. Yeah, of my cast and the fans and everything. It was it was brutal. No, I listen. I know. Understand. Believe me, I lived it myself. <laughs> the tragedy is both of you are such incredible, strong, brave women that it should be so empowering to everyone around you. Any woman with a soul should be empowered by you sharing a struggle, a story, a trauma, and that it doesn't always land that way makes me sick. Truthfully. I know. I mean, listen, I had castmates tell me I wouldn't let it happen to me. You let it happen. People are fucked up. You know, that's what you realize. People are damaged goods. And 
you know what, we're stronger for it. And we helped so many, and you helped so many people. And, you know, I, I had so many people reach out to me. So that was good. I mean, I think you've given so much amazing advice. I always say my success is due to being 50% delusional and 50% determined. What are your percentages? It's probably a sliding scale between 60 and 40. <laughs> and like Sometimes it's probably a little more delusional, a little more determined. But I think that as long as you're keeping that balance, like you're saying 50, 50 is probably where you want to be. But I would definitely say sometimes I'm a little more delusional or I'm a little more determined. Yeah, I love that. And I'm a Libra. We like to balance things. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> the scales, the scales. <laughs> I love it. So we also ask everyone, what is your most entrepreneurial advice when starting a business? Just going back to consistency, like don't give up. Just know that it could take five to 10 years before you actually reap what you sow. And you just have to not give up, keep your head down and keep working. But also honor and recognize the milestones, even if they don't seem like there's a financial milestone, even if it's you got your website built, things like that. Just don't give up and celebrate the milestones. That's great. And just know it's going going to be even harder than you imagined. (laughs) Well, I think that's what it is. If you don't (laughs) celebrate the milestones and you don't love the journey and you're only in it, for, for the, the for the money, it's not you're gonna give up. Yes, because it takes passion and love to survive this shit. It is. There's no overnight success. I think people see successful people and think that it happened overnight. They think it happened in a year. That they, they were lucky. That they were lucky, or this you know just popped out of a hat. I mean, listen, there are the lucky sperm clubbers. We know that. But the whole point is, it's hard work. It's determination. It's pain. It's blood, mm. sweat, and tears. And I think people you know, just see the people at the top and think, oh, you know, oh, I wish that was me. Well, it, it's tor- it's a lot of work. It can be you if you find a passion yeah. and put into it. Yes. And the process doesn't, for me, one of the biggest like surprises has been like the process of it wasn't what I thought. Like building a successful brand doesn't look like in my head what I imagined it when I was 25. That's true. Like you're still in the trenches, still doing the work. (laughs) It's true. I have said to Lexi a thousand times when I go to a trade show and I was at a trade show just last year. Yes. Yeah. I was like, I am not unpacking a box. I'm, I'm above that. Cut to Margaret unpacking a box. Cut to me (laughs) in my sweats, unpacking a box. I'm like, what is going on here? 20 something years later, I'm still unpacking a box. Something is wrong with this picture. Yeah. We, we have one more question. But that's why you're successful. Because you're still involved and you're still willing to do what it takes. I, I am. I mean, I might complain sometimes, but I still do it. You do. <laughs> I still do it. <laughs> You've earned the right. I've earned the right. right. I, we have one more question. I think I know the answer, but I just want you to say, what do you think is your, was your big girl panty moment, your sink or swim moment? I've had two big moments like that. One, when Justin was let go. But prior to that, when I bought my business partner out, we actually lost money because we got into Ipsy Glam Bag. With Iris and Bo, we had to put out 250,000 sample units in two Ooh. weeks. So that was an insane, insane exercise, but we did it. I ended up driving one of the box trucks to Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas and delivered 13 pallets myself. Oh my God. I drove through the night 
and another truck went to South Carolina. I mean, when I tell you everything I had went into that, we failed the shipping test. No. So our caps, our caps were leaking. And they had to throw out the entire order. All that money. All that money, all of that time. I mean, I still don't have, I still can't read my fingerprints on these fingers at the airport with clear because I labeled so many bottles by hand that I have no fingerprints. I am so sorry. But that was devastating and heartbreaking, but it did uncover some problems in my business with my old partner, which it was a $300,000 loss, but I got to discover that I was never set up for success with him. I bought him out and I rebranded to Wild Rose Beauty. And now I've made all the money back through profits. And I and, like the name better. Wild Rose yeah. Beauty just yeah. sounds, it's such a better yeah. name. I love it. And it's yeah, all yours. It is, it is, yeah, it's me. It's my name. And it allows me to go any direction in the beauty industry that I want. So exactly. I'm, it was that was a big girl moment of should I just give up? Like, should I give up, cut our losses or should I keep going? And my husband, God bless Justin Rose. He said, you're not giving up. You've come this far. You may have failed the test, but you delivered like you did that all on your own. And you can't give up. So I didn't give up, didn't give up after he was fired. And here we are. He's, now I have three. You guys are a great team. And I think that speaks mm-hmm. that speaks a lot to have someone, you know, that you're on each other's team. That's a great marriage, because sometimes on a show like ours also, sometimes the marriages could split you and everything. But you guys have really I think this has bonded you, your businesses and everything that you've been through. That's a real testament to your relationship. And I was lucky enough to be around you guys at BravoCon. You're adorable together. But that's so nice because he really lifts you up. And that's amazing. So congrats to you. And I think that's such something to be so proud of because that doesn't happen too often. Thank you. I really appreciate that because it is. Well, it shows, you know, that takes a too. Yeah. Well, I just thank you so much for coming on. I feel like we've learned so much from you yes. today. And I, I might be calling you about time blocking. I'm yeah, not, time blocking. I, I need, we suck at that. I'm so, I really suck at that. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me. And I'm excited for February 7th. I know. The day. I know. Our show, our trailer was good. We're very excited. I can't wait to see why you had a split panel. Well, Ooh. you know what it was? I think they didn't want it to be like the reunion. And also our season finale was explosive. So, yeah, it's. I think it's going to be a very, very good season. It's and, and the new girls are great. So tell everybody where they could find you. Yeah, so for Prism... It's prismofficial.co, wildrosebeauty.com, and the Wild Rose Podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube. And of course, I'm Whitney Wild Rose. Amazing. She really is so insightful, and I feel very inspired. I meant to ask her, actually, and I'm thinking about it. Like, does she talk to her kids about working on their higher power and spirituality and manifesting? Because they always think that this is something that should be taught to children. It's more important than long division. Yeah, we're not long dividing anymore. Everybody has a calculator. I agree. And so many successful people we've had come on are very spiritual. That doesn't mean you're religious. That means spirituality is different than, it doesn't mean you have to go to church, temple, 
wherever you go. It just I think it's being accountable believe it. to a higher moral power. Isn't yeah, it? it's it's just a higher power. There there is it has to be a belief in something else. I love the way she spoke about her spirituality. I love that her jewelry line is based in spirituality, a higher power. It's with intention. It came out of her abuse stories and the women reached out to her from Canada, how she touched them through the show. So she really has a passion for it. I think she said some brilliant things that are very insightful for people in business. Business is about making money, but you have to be passionate about it. If your end goal is just to get rich, just forget it. Literally forget it. Just start an OnlyFans. Yeah, exactly. We have some former castmates doing an OnlyFans. <laughs> that prediction from the Marge, by the way, came true. Call me psychic, but I said you'll be on OnlyFans. And FYI, they are on OnlyFans. We're not going to say who it is. But I think people could look at someone like a Whitney mm-hmm. and underestimate her. And sometimes it's better to be underestimated. Oh, I think you taught me that right from the beginning. Yeah, be underestimated. It's great. Walk into that room and know you're one of the smartest people, but you don't have to show your cards on, on entry. Yeah. I know. She is coming on strong and she is smart and good for her. You know, it's not always the noisiest people in the room. So there's silent assassins. Yes. Diligently working on their business, ready to strike. Exactly. The people with the big mouths always who are like, look at me, look at me. They're not the ones to watch out for. They're not the ones to be impressed by. All talk, no trousers, as they say in England. I like that. All talk, no trousers. trousers. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I hope it inspired you to follow your own dreams. Yep. To do some manifesting, open yourself up spiritually. And I love the word intention. I think sometimes the word intention is used with the negative and the more Whitney mentioned that word today, I thought, you know, if you do everything with intention, because she clearly attacks her business with intention. If you do things with intention, you will have a good result. Exactly. So I am going to attack my lunch with intention right now. Me too. And we are going to work on our business soiree right now. So huge with huge intention. So if you guys want to check that out too, go look at drinksoiree.com. We just launched the website. But in the meanwhile, go follow Wild Rose Beauty, prismcollection.co. Whitney Wild Rose and Wild Rose Podcast because she's someone to keep your eye on. Don't sleep on Whitney Wild Rose. Do not. Do not. Thanks, Caviar Dreamers. Bye, Caviar Dreamers. Thanks for listening. And if you love the podcast, don't forget to leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts. Follow me at The Real Margaret Josephs. And me at The Life of Mrs. B. And the podcast at Caviar Dreams Tuna Fish Budget. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes. Keep Keep dreaming, dreaming, Caviar Dreamers. Dreamers.